Hi, everyone. Hope you've been having a wonderfully creative week. I'm Rod Jones, and we celebrate what people love to do creatively by giving them a voice so you can learn and be motivated from their life's experiences. And I'm Angie Jones. Welcome to Thought Row Podcast. We invite you to subscribe on Amazon Music or wherever you listen. And we focus on sharing with everyone how they can think, be, and live more creatively. Okay, Angie, how about telling our listeners a little something about our guest today? Sure. Today we are going to be speaking with Dr. Craig Curtis, an expert in helping all of us stay healthier with good nutrition and practical advice. You know, you and I have uh, discussed this before, Mm -hmm. but if there's one thing that we've all learned for sure is all people, especially creative people, need to stay healthy and we all need to reduce stress and anxiety. Well, that's I hope, for sure. I hope this show helps us and everyone. I think so. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how you come up with a quote for this episode. Good luck. Well, actually, I found a really great quote. I think everyone's going to really enjoy it because it's coming from a person that you would really not expect to make this quote. So here it is. I'm concentrating on staying healthy Having peace, being happy, remembering what is important, taking in nature and animals, spending time reading, trying to understand the universe where science and the spiritual meet. And this quote is by Joan Jett. Well, you're right about something. Joan Jett, uh, the Joe Jett, I love rock and roll. That's it. Well, you know what? I I have to kind of admit that this is a quote from what probably most people, myself included, Mm -hmm. would consider to be a very unlikely source. But good call on this one, Angie. This is a good quote. Hey, I'm glad you really liked it. And, um, you know, I I thought it was a pretty cool quote. So, but I was surprised because she is such a total rocker and, and I didn't feel like, you know, she would make a comment like that, but it does make sense. You need a lot of energy to do your rock and roll and, and, and perform on stage like yeah, that. Being creative. Absolutely. But I think she might appreciate this episode because today our guest is going to give us some tips on how we can all stay healthier, which is something that she looks like she's very interested in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's bring in our guest, Dr. Craig. Hello, Dr. Curtis. We're excited to chat with you on how creative people can stay healthy. Yes, Like hi. we all need to do that. Hi, Dr. Curtis. It's very difficult to be creative and productive if you are not feeling well and lack energy. That is so true. How are you guys today? We're well. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're well to some of the advice that you've given us. Yeah, it absolutely. certainly has uh, helped us out. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, is it okay if we call you uh, Craig throughout the interview? Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay, good. (laughs) So before we get into uh, learning about how we all should keep ourselves healthy, why don't you tell everyone where you're originally from and where you're living now? Well, originally I'm from a small town of about 500 people 
in Utah. And I'm living now in the Phoenix uh, metropolitan area, outside the Phoenix metropolitan area in a town called Maricopa. Okay. Phoenix is so nice. It's always beautiful there, um, all during the bad times of the year in the other parts of the uh, uh, United States. So it's kind of neat that you uh, are always in the sunshine and with the beautiful dry climate. I'm curious, when you were growing up in that small town, and I myself have, um, do you have a favorite childhood memory? Oh, favorite childhood memory. Well, I have so many because it was obviously a very different time, different place. Uh, what I remember most about it was that it was safe and peaceful. Um, children could run all over town day and night. There was there was no danger. Uh, it was just a, a really, really peaceful existence. Gosh, it sounds so idyllic, isn't it? Like that—that's how yeah. you want everyone to grow up, really. That's yeah, wonderful. I was fortunate enough to grow up that way myself, but yeah. stuff certainly has changed. It has changed a little bit. Well, you know, let's oh, yeah. let's move into uh, current uh, times. And so, how did you get into what you were doing, and how did you get so much understanding about health and nutrition, Craig? Oh, well, it goes way back, <laughs> farther, farther back than I'm going to admit. But uh, even before I, I went to school, I, uh, I was interested in health. I always, when people would ask me when I was a kid, what are you going to do when you grow up? I always said, you know, I'm going to be a doctor. Um, as I approached the, the time to do that, I started questioning that decision because I just saw there were things that, about conventional medicine that did not appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started being drawn more to the natural realm. And so I began um, researching that and doing a lot of reading and studying. And uh, So I decided to go to chiropractic college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I don't regret that because it has been a good vehicle to allow me to practice integrative medicine and, and continue with, with the research that I've done all through the years in that realm. We certainly have a strong background in that area, and we're going to talk more about health and nutrition. But I'm curious, uh, on your path to understanding the human body and the things that people should do to stay healthy, um, I was wondering, did that start with you having any of your own health issues? Well, yes and no. Uh, I did have certain health issues. Not not serious, extreme health issues, but things that were with me my entire life, as far back as I can remember, even when I was a small child. Um, and it had to do with, with a weak immune system. That wasn't really what motivated me, but uh, it was a side benefit because when I finally figured out what the problem was, what the cause of the problem was, mm-hmm. uh, I was able to correct it. Basically, I, I changed... Uh, my nutrition, I stopped eating sugar, I stopped drinking milk, and uh, it completely transformed my life. All of a sudden, I just never got sick anymore. 
You know, there are a lot of people that have allergies to dairy products or wheat, and they and they don't always understand it or know it. They just feel like it might be a seasonal allergy that is causing the problem. Uh, has that been something that you've notified or noticed in your practice? Constantly, Rod, constantly. The thing is, um, commercial dairy products are simply not healthy. People are told from the time they're children to drink your milk, drink your milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and commercial dairy products are unhealthy in so many different ways. It's not a good idea. I raised, I have six kids and I raised them without dairy. We didn't eat sugar and we didn't drink milk. And uh, they were always healthy. And to this day, they are very healthy adults. And But in my practice, I see it a lot. Um the gluten intolerance is very, very common, mm-hmm. more common than a lot of people understand. Uh, and once people make the changes that they need to make in their nutrition, it's amazing what happens with their health. Wow. That's really um, very profound because there's so much shared knowledge on the web and, and social media right now, what we should do and what we should not do to stay healthy. And it seems to change a lot. Like one minute it's okay to eat carbs, next minute it's not. And it's so confusing because there's always conflicting advice out there. How have you managed to sift through all of that and get down to the practical aspects of keeping you and your family healthy as well as your patients? Well, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, and it kind of assumes that, that I've made all the right decisions. <laughs> and my opinions are always correct. But but I will say that uh, I've, I've always tried to avoid the fad, the fads, the latest flavor mm-hmm. of the month diet. And, and you know, I've, I've watched things go from one extreme to another during right. the course of my career. And when in reality, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Not all carbs are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, simple carbohydrates, yeah, they need to be avoided. Sugar simply needs to be avoided. Uh, and I'm not talking about fruit. Fruit is healthy if it's eaten, uh, but not, you know, I don't recommend drinking your fruits. No fruit juices, no fruit smoothies. But mm-hmm. but uh, the point is that uh, it's it's kind of a balance. And then one size doesn't fit all. There are some people who need more protein than others and and uh, so on and so forth. But it, it, a lot of times you have to just apply some common sense. Mm-hmm. It's like when, when people say, because you'll see all over the Internet now that coffee is healthy, one of the healthiest things you can put in your body. Right. Okay, stop, stop and apply some common sense. Because coffee has also been on a pendulum where it goes to one from one extreme to the other. Um, apply some common sense and ask yourself: Do you really think that an addictive substance is ever going to be healthy? And and you know there, it's 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 simple a simple matter of trying to, um, as you say, sift through all mm-hmm. all of the nonsense and and get down to the core uh, issues and and a lot of that just is a matter of common sense. 
Okay. You know, a that lot of sense. people have embraced the low-carb diet, and I actually read an article recently um, about how we do need sugar in our diet, but the sugar they're referring to is a balance of protein and carbs, but the kind of sugar you would get, let's say, from eating a baked potato or eating a potato or uh, a yam or something like that, and like you just suggested, eating fruit, but don't drink it, eat the whole fruit because you get the fiber. And a lot of those carbs that have fiber are also known to be sugar carbs, but those are the ones that are really, really good for you. I think it's, you and I talked about this a while back about uh, people that walk into a convenience store and walk out of there with a, a big gulp, which is loaded with sugar. And then they also have snack foods, which are loaded with sugar. And I guess you would call it phony carbs. But this low-carb craze, I know my sister and other family members, I mean, they went on it and they lost weight. I mean, you can't yeah, you argue. definitely lose weight. You definitely lose weight. What, what's not, the deal yeah. with that, Craig? Well, when you know, you, you can attribute it to eating no carbs at all. Uh, I'm referring to the weight loss. Uh, or you can attribute it to the fact that they stopped eating the sugars and, and you know, the pastries and things like that. Stopped drinking their soda pop and all those those things mm-hmm. that were causing their weight gain. Right. Uh, and, and perhaps if they had just done a sensible diet and eliminated the simple carbs eliminated the sugar and and uh, the pastries and the different things that we all know cause weight gain mm-hmm. uh, and still eaten some of the healthy carbs, perhaps they would have lost the same amount of weight and and kept it off. Well, that's interesting. Well, that makes sense though if you just if you follow a diet that's healthy, and then you're going to cut out all the, you know, miscellaneous things that you're not supposed to eat. You probably will lose weight. Yeah, yeah stop eating donuts right. and you will lose some weight. Right. So true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, what are your thoughts about vitamins that you buy from the store? Um, give us what's good, what's not. What's your take on that, Craig? First of all, you have to understand that Uh, A great many of the vitamin products and nutritional supplements on the market are junk. They're very, very inferior in quality. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're the the cheapest ingredients, the most poorly assimilated ingredients. And um, but I do believe in supplementation because our modern diet is so woefully deficient in in nutrients. Uh, But people will go to a pharmacy or a grocery store, or a big box store, mm-hmm. and buy their supplements, and and they're not getting good quality. In in many cases, it's the the most inferior quality that you can find. So you know you have to uh, educate yourselves a little bit on that. Well, there there are some some things that I recommend that people uh, do when they're looking at the label of the vitamin, because you should always look at at the label. Okay. Uh, but most people will look at the label and they don't really know the difference uh, between quality ingredients and, and poor quality. But, but if, you, if you look at these three things, first of all, look at the magnesium. If it has magnesium oxide, then there's no reason to believe that any of the other ingredients in that product are of superior quality because magnesium oxide is the cheapest, most poorly assimilated form of magnesium. Look at the vitamin 
E. If it has DL alpha, the L is the tip off, the DL alpha form of vitamin E, then that's a synthetic form. And again, there's no reason to think they would put that in that product and then uh, use better quality ingredients mm-hmm. uh, or better quality for the other ingredients um, than the calcium. Now, I'm not a form of calcium supplementation at all. Uh, that whole thing is is a myth, and that's a, a subject for another day, but um, and it can be very harmful. Mm-hmm. But if it's calcium carbonate, then, you know, calcium carbonate is chalk. It's very, very inexpensive. It's very, very poorly, poorly assimilated. So it's another tip-off that the product is not a good one. Okay, thank you. That's good to know because I think a lot of people don't know that um, some of these other forms are not really the best for you and they're kind of cheap and they just look like they do something. Well, also, it it just passes through your body. It's not actually doing any good for the most part. If you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. Yeah, But see, the thing is, there are good nutritional supplements out there. You have to find a company that that you trust. A lot of times people will get involved with a a multi-level marketing company and, and they'll bring their products in for me to evaluate um, and and sometimes they're good but more often than not they're they're kind of mediocre and sometimes they're very inferior but they're being told by the by the company mm-hmm. that these are the best and of course they're more expensive because you've got the downline everybody has to take the cut sure which is okay I understand that that concept but um, if if you can go to a health food store and for a lot less money get a better product then why would you why would you buy those yeah, yeah that the, makes sense and the, uh, in the multi-level marketing industry uh, vitamins are a big deal i mean there are a lot of companies that offer those sure. uh, with uh, a lot of promise um because both ng and i and, and you're kind of aware of this craig both of us been involved in marketing nutritional companies and uh, our families, my family especially, but Angie's too, have always asked us um, if there was one vitamin that they should take, one supplement they should take, they, they ask us, you know, what would you do? Because, you know, they don't want to have 50 different vitamins right. in their uh, yeah. pantry. And then also it's like the flavor of the month because of advertising. Well, you should be taking this because it does this. I've always recommended that people take liquid minerals. What are your thoughts on that? I'm a huge fan of, of that. Uh, we're, we're all deficient in trace minerals. Um, and, and so, you know, taking a good uh, mineral, multi-mineral supplement is important. But, but um, a lot of the products, you know, if you get them in a capsule, they're, they're going to be a formulated product in which they've placed a certain amount of, of multiple different minerals, including calcium. Whereas if you get a, a liquid mineral uh, product, uh, it's going to have, hopefully it's going to have fulvic acid mm-hmm. uh, and some humic acid. And then the minerals in there are going to be in a balance that's found in nature. And you know, they're also the uh, forms of the minerals that our bodies can assimilate. So I'm a big fan of that concept. Okay, well, we're in good shape because that's, that's what we advice. do. That's good advice, yeah, because we, we've checked for that, so really good advice. Um, let's see, I have to ask you this question, 
Craig, because I know this has been on everyone's mind for the last couple of years. What kind of nutritional regime should people follow to help boost their immune system? Well, yes, that and that is a really good question because uh, we've we've seen a lot of so-called experts talking about uh, the pandemic and mm-hmm. COVID nineteen and and you know all the, the the precautions that they recommended that people take, and no one ever mentioned anything that uh, builds up the immune system because a lot of people have gone through this entire pandemic. I'm one of them, never having gotten the infection. Right, uh, and right. it has to do with, with with the immune system. So, so that's really the key there. Not not, not just to avoiding infectious diseases. Our immune systems protect us from cancer and and every other disease that can happen to the body. Uh, so, and we see so many people getting those autoimmune diseases and cancer and diabetes and heart disease and and that we need. A strong, healthy immune system. So, of course, everyone knows that taking the correct form, adequate amounts of the correct form of vitamin D is important. One of the things I always recommend uh, when I talk about vitamin D, first of all, it has to be vitamin D3. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't recommend that anyone take vitamin D without also taking vitamin K2, 7. Vitamin K2, 7 is is crucial. Vitamin D can actually do harm uh, unless it's taken along with vitamin K. And vitamin K has uh, multiple benefits that like like other nutrients. But uh, the vitamin D will help strengthen the immune system. Um, we all know that vitamin C is beneficial. The problem with vitamin C supplements is that most of them are poorly assimilated. Mm-hmm. We we can't cost-effectively extract vitamin C from natural sources, so it's all synthetic. All the supplements are synthetic, uh-huh. and um, assimilation can be poor. In fact, taking vitamin C uh, can cause, in many cases, the individual to lose vitamin C from their body. That's what happens to me when I take vitamin C supplements. Uh, I start after a while; my gums start to bleed. And it's a sign of vitamin C deficiency. Uh, and it took me a, a while to figure that out. So I recommend Camu Camu, mm-hmm. which is a fruit from the South American rainforest. Um, it contains the highest content of vitamin C of any known food, up to 60 times as much as an orange. And it comes with all the cofactors. Of course, it's natural vitamin C. It comes with all the cofactors that uh, assist in assimilation. And those cofactors uh, have their own benefits. And uh, you just take it in powder form uh, and, you know, you don't have to take thousands of thousands of milligrams a day like so many people do with, uh, with mm-hmm. regular vitamin C supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's um, NAC, which also helps to, has multiple benefits, but one of the things it does is help strengthen the immune system. Uh, you know, there are a lot of herbs and nutrients that uh, work on the immune system. Okay, cool. uh, and I never make nutritional recommendations without recommending magnesium. But again, it has to be the right form of magnesium, not just something that you picked up at a big box store or a local uh, pharmacy. Sure. That, now, does the Camu Camu, is that acidic like the other, you know, vitamin C supplements you take where it's really hard on your stomach and it's so hard to take? 
No, no. Um, it it is a fruit. Uh, it doesn't. It's not very acidic. Uh, it doesn't taste very good. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. an orange would taste better. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and I do. I do want to mention that so many people think that drinking drinking orange juice is going to give them the vitamin C. If you're drinking uh, commercially prepared orange juice, orange juice you, you buy in, in a grocery store, right. uh, it's been processed and there's very little vitamin C left in it. And drinking fruit juice is about the same as drinking a soda in terms of what the sugar does to your body. It will contribute to the same problems, including diabetes, as drinking a soda. That's why I tell people, eat your fruits, don't drink them. But but uh, don't think that you can drink a glass of orange juice in the morning and get the vitamin C that you need. But but no, you're. Uh, I've, I've not known of any cases where where camu camu causes a stomach upset. Oh, that's good to know because I, I feel personally, I feel that you know when you take a vitamin C, it's been very irritating. So I have a hard time. I have to just eat, you know fruits that have it or vegetables that have vitamin C. I have a hard time taking vitamin C. And there's C. a lot of actual uh, vegetables that have vitamin C in it, right? Yeah, definitely. Yes. So. Well, and, and, and really that's that's the concept. You know, as much as we possibly can, we need to get our nutrients from our foods. Uh, but, but we all know that nowadays our foods don't contain the nutrient density that they, they once did. True, very true. You know, I'm going to change the subject just a little bit. Um, there's an old <laughs> adage regarding doctors giving his family advice, a doctor giving his family advice. Um, what is that adage? I think you know what it is. And has yeah. that been applicable to you in your own family <laughs> life? Well, the adage is the doctor who treats his or her uh Family has fools for patients, <laughs> oh. uh, and yes, yes, absolutely, uh, it has been applicable. Uh, you know, they say a prophet is not without honor except in his own country, and I, I have seen that uh, with my wife. I, I try not to. I try not to try to be her doctor uh, right. because it never worked. It simply has never worked. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's no hard, different. Though. It's really hard. Yeah, but I notice even in, in my own family, if I make a suggestion that well, this might be helpful. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go to Costco. <laughs> you know, that's about as far as it goes sometimes. No. And you know, you can't you can't be. A, you got to let people come to their own conclusion. Yeah, do know, their own and, research and I'm, feel comfortable with it. I think sometimes. I think one big takeaway from this episode is you're going to you're learning a lot. We're learning a lot here, yeah. um, but it's important for you to do your own research. You should. And what's you, right for you? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's not always right. It's not all across the board. From what I'm getting from you, Craig. Well, yeah, and, and see, I always tell people. You have to take responsibility for your health. Your doctor mm-hmm. cannot be responsible for your health. It doesn't work, never has. It has to be you, and it requires uh, knowledge. And sometimes it's a bit daunting for people, but, you know, w- with the right guidance, uh, everyone can can learn what they need to learn. What I, what I think is really sad, and, and I've had people say this to me, they're dealing with some sort of health condition. And I say, well, you know, if you change your diet or you might try this, it might improve that. And they'll say, oh, no, I'll just let my doctor worry about it. 
And I, that's kind of a mistake, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good Well, idea. it is. It, it, it doesn't work. You know, uh, conventional medicine, and, and I want to say right now that, that uh, I'm not an enemy of conventional medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad that we have uh, the things that we have, the, the technology, and I'm glad that we have uh, doctors who can pr- prescribe medications when we need them and who can perform surgeries when they're needed. Uh, but um, it's, it is a system of dealing primarily with symptoms uh, they don't study nutrition, and nutrition is the number one most important subject in regards to human health. So when it comes to actual health and disease prevention, you have to do it yourself. You're really not going to get that mm-hmm. from the medical community. So yeah. true, and also don't expect a doctor, after years of abuse to your body, to miraculously cure you of whatever you have made yourself. Like you have to work in concert. Good if you've point. been trying to, you know, keep a healthy lifestyle as best as you can, and unfortunately, we all have genetic defects where you're it's, you're going to be more susceptible to something. Um, it gives them a better chance and ammunition to really get in there and do some heavy lifting for you when you really need it. But if you're just completely not doing anything, I feel like that's that's a lot to ask for. You can't it's really applicable. It's really applicable with people that have cancer yeah. because they'll tell you, you know, you're in good health. We can we can, we can help, we you. Can help yeah. you. And if you're in terrible health, often they just say this Sometimes is going to be tough. Sometimes you can't even take the treatment at yeah. that point because you're yeah. so weak. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. just look at diabetes, for example. Yeah. Um, your doctor can diagnose it and can prescribe medications to hopefully keep your blood sugar under control. Mm-hmm. However, you can prevent diabetes. We know what, what are the things that cause diabetes. When people talk about genetic predispositions, uh, that's not a, a sentence. That's not a sentence that says that, that you are going to have whatever disease you're predisposed to. What it is is a recommendation that uh, you need to take extra care, extra precautions to avoid it. So if you don't want to get diabetes, then avoid sugar, uh, avoid getting obese, exercise, do the things that prevent diabetes. And, and of course, the number one most important thing in, in that regard is avoidance of sugar, um, Mm-hmm. And and but I hasten to mention that you know there are other factors, so so you know you can either prevent the diabetes, or then you can uh, it can be treated symptomatically after you have it, which is best. Yeah, you know, and then then that that uh, applies to all other degenerative diseases as well, makes, cancer and heart disease and and all the rest. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I also wanted to ask you about since our show is about creativity and creative people and i know creative people have a lot of demands on them emotionally is there a nutritional regime that can help reduce stress and anxiety and maybe lift the mood a little is there something you can do nutritionally for that absolutely the thing is in in the natural realm we deal with the whole human being because uh, there, there's no way to separate the, the emotional, mental, and physical selves. Mm-hmm. They're all we're all one being, 
And the same things that affect us physically will affect us mentally and emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to maintain yourself in, in, in peak condition mentally, then keep yourself in peak condition physically. Do the, the same things. Exercise um, and, and good nutrition are crucial for that. You know, avoid sugar, avoid caffeine. You know, people think that caffeine, uh, they're, they're going to use caffeine to stimulate their mental, mental processes. That's like using your debit card. You mm -hmm. know, sooner or later, the account, the, the account runs dry. There's always a, pay, a payback for that. Well, we're going to talk so, about, we're going to ask you some questions about caffeine in a minute. But while we're on this topic, um, being creative has everything to do with our cognitive health. What do you? What uh -huh. can people do to improve their cognitive health, their ability to think and remember? Okay, the the the, the things I just mentioned apply here, um, and you know avoidance of the things that that cause physical problems also cause cognitive issues, um, and I won't, won't bring them up again because I've discussed them a number of times already, right. but. Um, there are certain things like uh, magnesium L3 and 8. Uh, I'll repeat that. Magnesium, capital L-T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. Mm -hmm. It's the only form of magnesium that crosses the blood-brain barrier. And um, there's been a lot of research done on magnesium L3 and 8. It's kind of a newcomer on the magnesium scene, but um, the, and the research is ongoing. But a lot of researchers are claiming that it can prevent dementia, uh, that it can even help improve cognitive function in people who have dementia. Mm. Um, so because magnesium is so important for everyone, it is the master mineral. It is required for almost all the processes that take place in the human body. Over 600 different processes that we know of require magnesium. Uh, it's also important for optimum brain function. So um, I do recommend I do recommend taking the magnesium L3 and 8 for people who are creative and who, who uh, feel like they need to have their brains or their cognitive function in tip-top condition. Um, keeping the blood sugar levels, optimizing blood sugar, blood sugar levels is crucial in those cases because, well, in... in with all of us, you know, crucial for good physical and mental health. So um, then we get back to the sugar and caffeine, avoiding those things. Uh, and, you know, getting plenty of exercise. The brain needs oxygen, just like every other cell in the body needs oxygen. So, you know, plenty of exercise and, and laughter for the endorphins. Um, the, the, the beneficial effects of of laughter and just good recreation. You know, if you have a balanced life and you're not, it's not just all work. And, and I, you know, I sometimes tell people who are complaining of, of uh, stress and uh, they're, they have insomnia, you know, that, that whole scenario. I ask them, you know, do you watch the news at night where you go right. to bed. You know, how much time do you spend on YouTube looking at, and there, there are 
a lot of positive things on YouTube, but there are a lot of negative things. And, you know, things are kind of bad in our world and, and the political system is, is chaotic and there are a lot of things to worry about, but most of those things you're not going to be able to fix. So put some positive things in your, in your life. Sometimes I'll come home, sit down with my wife and, and I'll turn on YouTube and, and do a search, uh, feel good videos. And we'll watch these feel good videos. Um, and you know, some are kind of corny, but some of them are really sweet. Some of them just sit there and they'll bring tears to your eyes. And that's, and then we go to bed so nice. on that. That's yeah. great. That's excellent advice. And we get bombarded with negativity so much that mm-hmm. it's hard for us to refocus on the good things that we have in life. And, you know, it's always important to be thankful for the good things that we have in our lives because we all have yeah. some things to be thankful for. And to focus on that gives you a better night's sleep, if nothing else. You know, we've that's talked good. to that, – that's really good advice, Craig. We really appreciate you yeah, sharing so it and putting, and putting that perspective on it about how you and your family uh, feed yourself as much positivity as you can and try to stay away from the negative stuff because there's no shortage of it out there, as we all know. But there is a lot of good positive things happening in this world. Um, and you're sharing some really uh, excellent positive things that can help uh, benefit people to just stay healthier. And if you're healthy, you feel good. It's better for you all the way around. You know, we've talked a lot about sugar, and I also believe sugar increases inflammation, and inflammation can be a tough thing on anybody's body. But is there alternatives to sugar? Yeah. There are, actually. Um, uh, stevia is a good alternative. Uh, there are a lot of products with stevia. Uh, I caution people against the chemical sweeteners. Uh, those are not healthy. That's cancer food. Avoid the chemical sweeteners. And, and, and you know, people will, will say, well, I, drink, I don't uh, drink soda with sugar. I drink diet soda. That's even worse. And the reason why people drink there are two reasons that I know of that people will drink diet soda or, or eat diet foods, so, quote, diet foods with, uh, with the uh, chemical sweeteners, is one, to avoid weight gain, and the second is to avoid uh, diabetes, which is caused by sugar. The problem is in all the studies that have been conducted, uh, it's been shown that the diet soda and other diet products cause more obesity and more diabetes, more insulin resistant, which is the basis of type 2 diabetes, than the, the stuff with sugar. Uh, and I'm an enemy of the stuff with sugar. So, so you know, <clears throat> I caution people against the uh, chemical sweeteners, sugar substitutes. Uh, but stevia, uh, there's also monk fruit or lo hung guo, which are uh, healthy sweeteners. And, you know, they're getting to be more and more foods. You can find them mostly in health food stores that are sweetened with those those things. And so you can avoid the sugar in that way. Hmm. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I love it. Um, the thing is, is that I know that people get very addicted to drinking certain kind of diet sodas, and they really have to wean themselves yeah. off of it because it becomes such a habit. So I guess don't do it. Don't get started. If you are, replace it with 
water or a flavored, you know, like I like to do a, like a, what do you call that? A mineral water with just a splash of cranberry or something in it, like very little, but just enough to just make it yeah. taste fun and, you know, exciting, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so does be one that you should uh, definitely Don't try it. to avoid. Yeah. Um, I want to mention to our listeners that you've been, you are the author of thirteen books that are available on Amazon, and some of them have been bestsellers. Maybe most of them actually. Um, and those are not those are not uh, those books are not related to nutrition. They're uh, fiction, I guess, and nonfiction. But do you ever write about the topic of nutrition and health? I think you've done articles on it. I've done a lot of articles. Uh, uh, actually, I've written two books. They're on uh, they're nonfiction. They're on health topics. Um, the the fiction books that I've read or I've written rather. Um, are um, on Amazon. There are 11 of those, actually. Uh, so the other two are the uh, nonfiction. One is about liver health, and uh, the other is about uh, pain control, natural pain control. Great. That was a very popular subject, especially the pain control. I think a lot of people have to deal with pain sometime or another in their yeah. lives. Yeah, chronic pain seems to be an issue, but a lot of times... I guess, as Craig would say, some of that goes back to how you how you uh, manage your health and nutrition. That is true. That is very true. Yes. Well, Rod, a few minutes ago you mentioned inflammation, and and I haven't brought that subject up today, but um, it is it is a very very important subject because chronic inflammation can cause everything, um, and in, in terms of of disease. And there's so many people walking around with chronic generalized inflammation. Sometimes, a lot of times, I find myself sitting across from patients who are far younger than I am. And they have all these aches and pains that I don't have. And I say that to them. And, and, and I tell them, you know, I, I know what your problem is. It's that your body is inflamed and something has to be done about it. Uh, it's not not just aches and pains, you know, uh, diagnosed diseases as well. A lot of times they're taking a lot of medications. And uh, so I help them get to the bottom of the inflammation. And, you know, <laughs> it goes back in so many cases to sugar and caffeine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there, there are uh, other factors as well. But I just wanted to bring that up because inflammation is is one of the things that has to be addressed. Well, isn't it true that inflammation affects all of your body functions? I mean, your heart, your lungs, your yeah, liver. It's just not being um, achy. It, it, it affects everything, yeah. really. Every, everything. Your glands, your brain. You know, if you talk about creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it affects everything. So and, just and, real quickly, Craig, what would be the one thing that you would recommend to reduce people's overall inflammation? If there is one thing, one single factor that that uh, I can recommend, it would be eliminate sugar from your life. Okay. That's fair enough. That and actually, sense. that's not too difficult to do. No, just if you watch what do you're it. doing. Yeah, just watch what you're doing. 
Well, you know, it, sugar is an addictive drug. A lot of people don't know that, but it is an addictive drug. It's a non-food. It's it's not nutritive. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's in so many foods and it's sold in grocery stores and, and it's everywhere, um, people see it as a food product. But it is an addictive drug. Uh, it is very harmful. And because it is addictive, it can be difficult. Now, you you and Angie are, are not sugar people. Um mm-hmm. But people who are find it at times very difficult to, to get off sugar. And there are things that can help with that. Um, but, uh, you know, in the final analysis, you kind of have to just do it. So true. Just so true. Cut, cut the head off the snake. You just have to say, nope, not going there anymore. And then, but there are alternatives when you're eating fruits um, and natural things like that, all of a sudden you didn't realize how great they tasted and how wonderful they made you feel because you were so addicted to eating things that are, you know, a cake or cookies that come from a package that are easy, but fruit is just as easy. You rinse it off and you eat it. And I said this to you, you know, I bit into a cherry uh, or um, a plum and I said, gosh, this tastes a thousand times better than a candy bar. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing <laughs> the incredible sensation that you get on your tongue from eating cherries. Yeah, the flavors. It's, you can't. You know, it's not like no offense, Mars candy bars, but there's no comparison. Just no comparison. So true. So true. Yeah, I agree. But to to a sugar addict, um, you know, their mileage their mileage may differ. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I I wanted to, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier and we didn't get to talk about it uh, as much as I think we should. And that is that you had started a TikTok channel and that is so people can get daily advice from you. And I want to make sure that people know the name of your channel so that way they can go to it and get even more advice if they would yeah, like on a, to. Yeah, on an almost daily basis. Yes. And I've listened to some of your uh TikTok episodes and uh, and I've learned stuff. Yeah, it's Doctor C Curtis. Doctor C Curtis, as in Craig Curtis. So, do you, they put the dr period? I mean, TikTok can be a little tricky with names. So, how exactly do they put it? Uh, I, it? I don't think I don't think there is a period. I think it's just dr C Curtis. Okay. And DRC Curtis. DRC Curtis. Okay, perfect. That way everyone can subscribe to it and then see your advice, your thoughts, and your um, Get your daily dose. Yeah, get your daily dose of Dr. Craig Curtis. Um, Craig, what would be your single most important advice that you would give to help people keep their physical and emotional energy at peak no matter what their age single most important thing to keep the energy at peak well it it would have to do with the adrenals so many people are walking around with depleted exhausted adrenal glands and and it's not something that is commonly diagnosed uh, or even even looked at Uh, in the natural realm we deal with it a lot because the adrenal glands are so crucial for uh, for our health you know they they produce different hormones that that uh, have to do with with a lot of the function of the human body and, but but they have to do a great deal with their energy levels and of course 
I don't want to sound like a broken record, but sugar and caffeine are the biggest enemies of the adrenal glands. Okay. Uh, you, you know, I'm going to need, we're going to run out of time, and I want to ask you one quick question because Angie's had this question. She's been searching this herself. Real quickly, what's the deal with uh, taking uh, collagen, collagen powder? Well, collagen is uh, is going to help strengthen and and maintain the integrity of connective tissue, and connective tissue is what holds us together. Uh, it's it's what's found in in the cartilage and tendons and ligaments in our joints, uh, and you know, uh, all all over the body. So um, it's it's important. And and I would see what I recommend is take a good collagen supplement with type 1 and type 3 collagen and camu because uh, the vitamin C in camu camu uh, well vitamin C in general mm-hmm. is uh, responsible for maintaining the the uh, and producing collagen in the body so uh, if you take a collagen supplement and then and then you're taking the camu camu the vitamin C along with the bio, the different uh, cofactors in there are going to help with all the connective tissues in your body and um, help them to be strengthened and and for their integrity to be maintained. Okay, perfect. That's so good That's to good know. See? Okay, so Angie, you're our most famous question yeah, of all time. Yeah, before we end our episode, we always ask all of our guests, if you could sit on a park bench and chat with anyone from the past, who would it be, Craig? Anyone from the past. Anyone from the past. Well, I'm going to separate this into into two realms, and I'm going to set, set the religious realm aside, okay. um, and say just the historical realm. Um, there's so many, but um, the one that comes to mind right now is Joshua Chamberlain, one of the generals, uh, Union generals in the Civil War, who distinguished himself in a number of battles, particularly in the uh, Battle of Gettysburg. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. That's a great he answer. Was, uh, he was quite a guy. Uh, we've never had an answer along those no, lines. No, definitely not. Well, unfortunately, we have run out of time, and um, we're going to have to have you back because you definitely. shared so much information that virtually all of us could use. And um, this has been a relatively brief talk. Um, and you shared so much valuable information. Both Inge and I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and advice. And I have to say, uh, a lot of that could apply to ourselves. So good stuff, Craig. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Craig, for being with us today and sharing your advice on how we can stay healthy, and especially for creative people. And now it's time for me to let everyone know if you'd like to know more about Dr. Craig Curtis. We will have links for him under the show guest tab on thoughtrow.com so everyone can learn more about him and please connect with him on TikTok. And he has a Facebook page and also on LinkedIn. So thank you so much, Craig. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it. That was a great conversation and a really great guest. I want to remind everyone that we are on Amazon Music. Yes, and that's where a lot of our listeners happen to be. If you have Alexa or Echo devices, it makes it really easy and a hands-free way to listen. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. So it's bye for now from my husband Rod and I, wishing everyone a great day.